Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. you love to see it fanbytes movie review podcast styled after a delightful neighborhood video store every week our friendly staff watches a movie and decides if it's worthy of being high kicked up onto the distinguished staff pick shelf if it belongs kind of warming up in the totally acceptable middle aisle or if it's going straight to the dumpster out back where the sweat towels and stale popcorn go to die Working the counter today, we have yours truly, Danielle, dozens of inexplicable gay references, Riendo, and my fellow martial arts aficionado and the world and the internet's foremost Jean-Claude Van Damme scholar, Fernanda Van Damme punching some guy in the balls, Prochis. How are you, Fernanda? Hello, I'm doing great. I contemplated being the balls that get punched by Van Damme, but I figured (laughs) I needed a win today, so... This is what yeah. we Yeah, I think I think it's good for us to have a win because of course, I mean this is the month of Jenks giving. Um and of mm-hmm. course, uh you you wrote this and I just kept it exactly the way it was because you you explained the concept of Jenks giving, our monthly theme so perfectly. So I'm just going to I'm just going to go with that. Jenks giving is a Latin expression that we may or may not have literally just invented. That means You know, what you probably deduced already, possibly disheveled, potentially awkward, certainly flawed, often maligned movies that we ultimately believe meant well and deserve a second look. And this week, we are watching Lionheart. (laughs) They think they can get away with murder. This is gasoline. But they didn't count on one thing. Does he have any other relatives? Anyone else that could possibly help? Who gave up your family when you joined the Legion? I never give up my family. He's trained to fight for his life. Now, he's fighting for revenge. Just tell him Joshua's here with somebody I think she'd like to meet. Sure you want to mess up that face, Hansel? It's a game. Hey, I got three to one against Lionheart. He's playing for keeps. The rules are simple. There's no rules. <laughs> the stakes are high. What I did tonight, I did for my family. You win. You live. Now what's it gonna be? You lose. You die. It's going to be simple. Van Damme is... Lionheart. So, in case you've never seen Lionheart, and you know what? You should. I'm just going to say you should. It's a 1990 movie. And it is... (laughs) It is the tale of a man who is just too good at fighting. A man who is languishing... In the Foreign Legion, until he hears tell of his brother's inexplicably gruesome burning. So he comes to America and gets involved with a sinister underground fight club run by, again, an inexplicably hot and horny woman named Cynthia. Uh, He does this to try to help out his family. There are a plethora of face kicks, a bucket of ball shots, a whole bunch of random gay references, and more than one excuse to show the muscles of Brussels impressive derriere. It is a corny 90s martial arts smorgasbord, and I am so glad 
that we watched it. Perfect. So, no notes. So, no notes. No notes. No notes. You liked my intro. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you liked the that. Perfect description. <laughs> so, of course, we always kind of do that spoiler-free description. And then we go uh, into our setting the scene moment, our, our kind of first scene moment. And then after this, and we will tell you when there's going to be some spoiler discussion. But right now, it's pretty spoiler-free. Uh, we are talking about, you know, talking about the movie and how we came to it. You know, how many times we've seen it, if we've seen it before, what kind of headspace we were in when we first watched it, things like that. So, Fernanda, this was your pick. And I want to know, I want to know, what is your history with Lionheart? Oh, man. So, as, said, <laughs> as, you, as you have kindly indicated in my introduction, I am uh, somewhat of a Van Damme enthusiast myself, <laughs> if I may say so. And yeah. I actually, obviously, I think like a lot of people, I have like just vague recollections of Van Damme being on my television when I was a kid. And this movie gotcha. is from, yeah, 1990. I was, I'm from 89. So it was... A literal gotcha. toddler, but it was on TV, and I just remember, you know, Van Damme being just this sil- this buff silhouette of a person that, and that's <laughs> interesting because when we brought it up on the Discord, a lot of people talked about Van Damme on their mind sort of being interchangeable with Schwarzenegger, with uh, mm. Steven mm. Seagal, which I find uh, truly a crime. You should never yeah. say that ever again, anybody, because Steven Seagal... <laughs> fucking sucks but that's a whole other conversation um (laughs) and then in my early 20s i sort of rediscovered actually 90s action movies in general which to this day it's like my favorite genre but van damme specifically and it was right when i was already like really excited about mma so it really you know i always loved movies i always loved theatrics i love butts and i love martial arts (laughs) So really, <laughs> it all came together perfectly in this this uh, Belgian uh, package uh, called Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, actually, that's not his real name, but uh, and then right, right. He, and then it just kind of like I wanted to watch everything. So back then, in my first Van Damme wave, I kind of watched everything I could get my hands up on. Um, and there's still a lot left because it turns out he was a very, very prolific action man. But um, that's that was kind of my first contact with Lionheart, but I hadn't seen it in a while. It wasn't really in my top five Van Damme movies. And then uh, I rewatched it recently to do a story for us in which I analyzed Van Damme as characters, as his characters, right? His uh, leading men and how they would do as a, as modern MMA fighters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and we're going to have a link for that some, at some point, somehow. Yes. I don't know. It's easy to find. Just type Van Damme and Fanbite and you'll find it. <laughs> yes. So that's when I rewatched it for the first time in a long time. And then I rewatched it yesterday to do this. And my reason for picking Lionheart was because I felt like this month called for a Van Damme movie. I mm. feel like he does present a good intersection of not only the show, but both of our interests. And yes. then it wasn't a necessarily obvious choice. It is still pretty janky. It's got like a whole backstory that I can't really define. We're going to get into it. But there's a whole... I felt like Lionheart was just a good fit for our conversation today. So that's that's basically my history with, with Lionheart specifically. But uh, Van Damme is just... He's just a part of me at this point, Danielle. Yeah. He, just, yeah. he doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. But we're forever linked together. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really that's really beautiful. It gets me right here. Um, I want to thank you for this Jinxgiving gift because I, I sure had a, a good ass time uh, watching this for the very first time yesterday. Now, my introduction to Lionheart was actually editing the story you, you mentioned oh, here, okay. where I was cackling at your, you know, at your incredible description, uh, at your your real in depth analysis of his moves, his personality, his grit, his heart. You know, all the things that go into making, like, a great fighter. Um, So I really do encourage anybody to read that piece. And, you know, maybe we'll even include some quotes in here if we have some time. But wonderful piece. 
really does set the scene for what this movie is and who this man is. Who is Leon? You know, like we we learn and we know and we understand. He truly is Lionheart. So, yeah, uh, I I had some wonderful prepping by that piece, and then I watched it yesterday for the first time, and oh my god, oh my god, like we we're gonna get I'm into glad it. Gave you we're a gonna get right into though. our stripping it down section. Uh, this is a spoiler. Uh, laden section, so if you've not seen this wonderful 1990 treat of a film, just know we're gonna spoil it. And we are gonna talk about kind of everything and anything that happens in this movie. Kind of as always, uh, you know, we leave the plot summary to the beginning and we get right into it. We strip it right down uh, and we talk about some elements that really, really, really kind of hit for us. And one of the things I want to talk about is actually kind of your second point here. And then I'll definitely get to the first point. But I just want to talk about this title character and this idea of like a noble warrior he, he is, like, the most selfless person mm-hmm. on the face. Of, he's the most, like, idealized fighter, no, like, almost monk-like in his dedication to, you know, not just fighting, but family. Like, this really is, like... Before okay. Vin Diesel, there was Before- Van Damme. <laughs> stressing the importance oh. of family, okay? I feel like it's important that we appreciate... And value our pioneers. And yeah. Van Damme was the family pioneer. Because he really yeah. is the purest. The purest man. And that's a common thread, though. And that's a thing you see in basically all of Van Damme's movies. Funny enough, his first sort of... Um, I'm not even going to say mainstream because it's not a mainstream role. But he did a movie called No Retreat, No Surrender. Where he was a villain. Like a kind of Ivan Drago type villain. And uh. he there's a movie in which he plays twins. Um, and one right. of the twins is evil. And then obviously, <laughs> more recently in The Expendables, he's the villain there. But as a general rule, he's very much Leon with a different nondescript French last name like Bordeaux or Devereaux. And <laughs> oh, it is Devereaux! It's true! <laughs> uh, well, though, hard, some of them are a little more complicated, like Hard Target. But I feel like this is very much like just a quintessential... Very simple, straightforward Van Damme hero. Like, they're really... The villain is a fucking villain. The good guy's very, very good. You know who to root for. You know who to hate. And I like that for us. Yeah. It's it's so much fun to, like, watch him go through life and just be the nicest man who's ever lived. Like, he gives money to people on the street. He, like... He's a really tough fighter and like he's you know he's pretty brutal as a fighter but like you mentioned this but there's a fight he has in a half filled pool with like oh a God. very long-haired man who sort of semi resembles what's his face turned the red hot chili peppers like a little bit a little little, little Anthony Kiedis? Yeah, a little bit, right? Like maybe? I don't know. I don't, I don't maybe see it, but okay. <laughs> it might just be the hair at the time. I love that they put the big haired guy in the pool because then you can you have all the scenes of him just like Little Mermaid style, just throwing his hair back. It's beautiful. Like it is, but he once he defeats him in the pool, he like very gently takes him out of the pool to safety. He's just like this caring man who just happens to be the deadliest fucking fighter who's ever lived, <laughs> ever, in the history of the universe. Like, ever. <laughs> like, I could kill you with a literal punch if I wanted to. But I don't want to. I'm just that nice. Like, he didn't want to leave. Like, because the whole plot of the movie, he's a deserter. Like, he was in the French Legion, and then he left. But it was only because his brother was dying. Like, it was family. Family first. Yeah. And then yeah. he has to fight people and hurt them. But it's only because he has to for his family, for money. He doesn't yeah. want to hurt people. He doesn't. He has no interest in any of that. His sole yeah. interest is helping the family. And I won't let us lie that there was a lot of sexual tension with the widow that happened oh, to yeah. be the wife of his deceased brother, who, by the way... <laughs> died in yeah. a very zero to a hundred fashion because the movie just 
<laughs> begins and worst traits of this man being incinerated alive and uh, in a drug deal gone bad and and just <sighs> having the the weirdest freaking Freddy Krueger makeup I've seen in my life. But I mean, yeah, it's. <laughs> so I was I started watching this like at towards the end of my work day yesterday. I was like having some dinner. I put the movie on, like, you know, as I do, I put the movie on, I start kind of taking some notes for myself, and I'm just, like, messaging people and things like this. Within five minutes, I counted. Like, within five minutes, there are, like, 12 absolutely batshit fucking insane things that happen. <laughs> like, right <laughs> off the bat, it's, like, first scene, man gets horrifically burned and is shown horrifically burned in, like, not unrealistic, I'll say, looking, like, truly gory-looking burns, and he mm-hmm. just, it, and he dies, not dies, but he's just like, Leon, Leon, like yeah. the name of the of the brother. And then he deserts by like being, <laughs> he's going to go to the sweat box is what they say, which is like a punishment in this like very corrupt French foreign legion camp. And he just kicks everybody's ass and steals a Jeep and then like has to walk through the desert. But then he sees the water and there he is. And then he'll just be on a fucking boat and he's going to be shoveling the coal in the boat shirtless looking real hot and it's just like this many things have happened within like five minutes of this movie opening it is isn't it amazing like we don't and that's the thing and they set it to a perfect soundtrack they set it in a way that you don't have to waste a single second thinking you don't need yes your brain is useless here take it back we don't need your brain here. Yeah. We just need your we just need your 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 soul, your spirit, your heart your to heart. be involved in this movie. Because right. we don't want you to make any conclusions by yourself. The movie will make all of them. And again, I love that for us because you know what? Life is exhausting. We have to think all the time. We have to make decisions, we have to assess our feelings, we talk to therapists. It's a lot. Right. So I feel like you sit down in front of this movie and you just forget you're a person. For, you know, I don't know, one hour and a half. It's amazing. I really admire them for that. But yes, it's all very quick. And that's another common thread. Because, like, you go back to Bloodsport. Of course, he he's Shidoshi died. And that's normal because his Shidoshi was technically very... His Shidoshi looked 50, let's face it. But in the movie, (laughs) they probably made him out to be, like, 80 or 90 or whatever. Right, right. And But then, like, his best friend gets really hurt in the tournament. And that's what fuels him. And then Kickboxer, like, his brother... Is really uh, it's like paralyzed by 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 the villain, and then he's like really motivated. In Time Cop, like his freaking wife dies. Like he needs yeah. Van Dam needs the tragedy to yeah. really turn on his Van Damness. That's the whole yeah. thing. It, the reluctant warrior, the kind-hearted, yes. reluctant warrior that is is just so much on display here, and also like I just. I just, I, this is something I wrote down, but that this movie has the heart of a lion and the IQ of a lion's poo. Like, it's just like, that's, that's how I feel. And honestly, it's perfect for that. Like, it is actually (laughs) perfect for what it is. It knows what it is and it is what it is. And like, I don't want to make assessments soon, but like, it just seemed to, it just felt right to talk about that. And there's a few characters that I definitely want to discuss sort of in depth, but uh, one of your top points here, of course, is to discuss Cynthia and her henchmen. Uh, Cynthia is this, like, absolute, she's just basically Cruella DeVille without it's the dog amazing. thing. She has a lesbian <laughs> that we painting. Know yeah, that we know of. She might be also <laughs> killing dogs. I don't know. Maybe. She's just, like, diamonds, like, high femme but also has like the short haircut. She has a lesbian painting in her, uh, yes. I don't know, hotel room that she lives in. It's it's a little unclear, but there's so many. And this is why I made what my name was. There are like a thousand gay references in this movie that are just peppered. They're just yeah, all right? over They're the just place. throw in there and there's just no all over. Just all over with absolutely no context whatsoever. There's also a guy like in, in one of the first fights in the like, underground fight club where the rich people go because there is an underground fight club that leon first goes to which by the way meets up extras in that in that little scene yeah they did not have to go that hard but they did oh they went all the way (laughs) i suggest 
<laughs> Everybody watching this movie, go back on that scene and just yeah. focus on the faces because they were invested. But so, go ahead, Danielle. Absolutely, no. <laughs> absolutely. They are, they go so hard. But in the first uh, the first fight of his like graduation to the very moneyed fight club, which is about how he gets all his money to help the family, et cetera, et cetera. There's a guy who's just like, you're pretty. I don't know if I want to fight you or fuck you. And then everybody's like, oh, what trash talk. And I was like, I think both are fine. Like, yeah, I mean, we, can, what's... we can go with both, my dude. Like, as all long right, as it's whatever. consensual. As like, long as this don't... is a consensual uh, ring of, of you know, combat and, and sexual contact. Like, all right. You know, that's fine. It's just like it's a so It's a different many. movie, but I mean. So it, it is. It is. Would uh, watch. Lionheart. I don't think it's something. I'll think of something good for that. Uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's this like absolute <laughs> Cynthia being the absolute villain with her henchman who is just chewing the scenery, just like gnawing on every piece of scenery. Both of them are just the most evil people who have ever lived. And she is like, we, we probably do have to put a content warning. So content warning here. Yeah. Discussing that she is like real hot. For Lionheart, like real hot for him in ways yeah. that are not it's, uh, okay. problematic. There's yeah, some that's... problematic ways she's she's a little too hot for him. Not that her feelings are being hot for him. Nobody controls their feelings, but like her behavior I mean, is that, can aggressive. Can you control being hot for Van Damme? You cannot. Exactly. It's literally exactly. a biological reaction that exactly. happens to every human person with a heartbeat. Like yep, that's just I agree. science yeah. and fact. I don't have the studies to back it up right now, but like empirically, I feel like we can all agree with that. Yes, but yes correct, absolutely correct. That's the, thing. that's the one thing that really stops me from adopting Cynthia as my personal mes- personal messiah because she is <laughs> the most villainous. <laughs> one, right? Like she's super rich. She's very greedy. She's entirely hedonistic. She's like materialistic, and her whole thing is that she lives to satisfy herself and her own desires and i think because of that she treats people like objects and that's when it gets problematic uh because there's a scene in which van damme he goes into the hotel room with the lesbian painting that he's thoroughly puzzled by uh there's a reaction (laughs) shot where he's just like huh like he just says no I was like, that's that's like nice art. Like it's very nineties, but Beautiful. like yeah. I don't know. I, can, I like it, but that's is I she digress. supposed to be bi? Like I wonder if that's like legit supposed to be the thing. Like oh, she's kind of evil because she's bi. Because that's a thing in Hollywood, especially at the time. You're it's right. like oh, the evil bisexual. Like oh, this woman is evil because she likes women too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if no that was limits. like the thing. She'll, she's if, just hungry. She'll, yeah, like she's just <laughs> ravenous. She'll right. kiss whomever. She doesn't care. She just she, takes. It she'll could put be. lesbian art in her in her hotel room. <laughs> How daring! It's just, it's a very 1990 stupid ass <laughs> kind of thing. Exploiting like people in need and making them injure themselves right. uh, for your entertainment and and financial gain. Like that's not cool. But lesbianism, yeah, yes. that's where we draw the line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> But thankfully, that's that, that's very much to our uh, interpretation, right? We yeah, really yeah. See it. But it's yeah, there's subtle. a very, <laughs> very subtle. There's a very problematic scene in which he just wakes up. He's in her hotel room, and which he doesn't know is hers, obviously. And that's when Joshua, who we're going to get into, the quote-unquote yes. manager, who to me is the, the most sort of nuanced character. because he's Oh, by far. Yeah. O- the only person who's not all the way good and not all the way bad. But um when he gets there and he wakes up and he realizes that he has no clothes on and yeah. she's working out in her aerobics machine wearing yep. freaking see-through tights, which, which <laughs> Cynthia, this is just impractical. Like that's not working out for anyone. But that's a different conversation. Cynthia, and- yeah. Cynthia is just like every like Instagram, like fitness model <laughs> type of person ever. Like that's, that's who Cynthia is. She she basically is a trailblazer because that wouldn't be popular for 30 more years. And she you know, knew but she knew it. She actually blazed a trail right there. So style you know. over function for Cynthia. But yeah, whatever yeah. works, she does have a rocking everything. She's gorgeous. Yep. But yeah, she he wakes up and he's like, where are my clothes? And she's like all up in his bed saying that she threw them in the dumpster or whatever. And it's like, Cynthia, that's not OK. 
Are you implying that you saw this man's naked body, that you took his clothes without his consent? And like, I think the implication is that she slept with him and he doesn't remember it. And like, I didn't get it that far. Did you? That I I thought that was the implication, but also like, it might be the implication that she didn't do that, but she knows it's a possibility, and she's like lording that over him. I mean, she's really evil. I'm just being honest here. She's like super evil. So. This might be something it, it's up for debate, I think. But like she's oh, acting wow. as if like she's acting real friendly with him. Like, oh, I know you. I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's I don't know. I that's dark. OK, that that makes it's the movie dark. a lot darker. So, yeah, yeah, it's dark. That's a content really warning right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. Or maybe I she's just being a creep. That. You know, maybe I thought she's she was just, just being a creep. creep, bro. Yeah. Because she is obsessed. She becomes obsessed with with, um, Leon, as we've established. And again, she treats him like something she can buy. She, like, gets him clothes and whatever. Another gay reference. Another gay reference that the tailor is, like, super gay. Like, very, like, 90s stereotype gay. Uh, And she, again, tries to proposition him in the dressing room as she's buying him these fancy suits. Yeah. Aggressive. He's not interested. Again. He's not interested in anything other than helping the family. That is it. That's all he wants in the world. He doesn't want sex. He wants to help the family. That's and what I he think wants. it's also like a control thing, right? Like exactly because she can really have whatever she wants and probably anyone, but like because Leon doesn't want her, she's frustrated and obsessed. He's yep. not like one of her toys. She cannot control him. She cannot buy him. So she flips out. Like there is a scene yeah. that she yells at him and you know, tell him to go away or whatever because she just really fucking hates that he doesn't want her. And yeah. I, there's like, there's there are no layers. Right. <laughs> <There's> no, <laughs> we, 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 we don't even think about that. There's no discussion of family trauma, of her being very lonely and unloved. Like, right. something caused her to act out. She was in a very bad car crash and like her synapses have uh, been... Tra- no, right. there's, no, there's none of that. She's just... Evil and awful, and that's all we get from beginning to end. And again, I find that refreshing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's okay to hate her. It's a love to hate her situation, a hundred percent. And it's 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 nice, right? Usually, you're just kind of like, oh, I hate this person, but in this case, you're just like, no, fuck Cynthia. Yeah, Cynthia's bad. Oh, She's way. a bad person. She's a bad person. It's true. She just is. And her you know her she- henchman is like. She's kind of like the proto girl boss. Oh my God. She absolutely is. She's the ultimate white woman. That's who she is. Like she's the Karen, like the karate Karen. Karate Karen. Oh my God. Yes. That's who she is. That's who she is. Oh my God. It's true. It's absolutely true. (laughs) And I love that they do it like shamelessly because it's her being like this awful evil person and leon like like we said being just the english is hard the good guy that we can't talk shit about um even though good and true evil yeah true good and true evil and the one thing that they give us that we kind of like maybe like to kind of question anything is the fact is when uh the widows um like she actually is a very good actress by the way oh yeah she's fantastic she's like a really really famous actress who's in a lot of like classic movies and yeah anyway go for it and ended up there just like forrest whitaker academy award winner forrest whitaker ended up in right. sport <laughs> yep. and it's probably one of his proudest moments i would guarantee <laughs> you if i sit down with academy award winner forrest whitaker today and ask him what was the coolest thing you've ever done he's probably going to be like blood sport and species i'm not even joking i firmly honestly, believe that honestly in- yes <laughs> it's in my head canon <laughs> and then a, a brief mention to the henchman because he's amazing too um he's played by R- brian thompson who is also mm-hmm. like one of the punks in terminator and also he's the big villain in stallone's cobra the night uh oh that's right the night crawler the night stalker the night night slasher night slasher yes so yes, yes, i yes. just feel like Props, good on him to for being such a uh, an important presence, having such a stronghold in nineties villainy. <laughs> God, yeah, what a what a thing to do! I can only imagine, and I truly hope 
this is correct, but I can only imagine how much fun that must be. Like, again, I hope it, because I know Hollywood's a fucked up, terrible place, but I hope that people had fun playing ridiculous cartoon villains. Like, I truly I, hope that. I imagine Cynthia must have had a great time. Like, how I could you really not? I really hope she did. Yeah, like, oh my god. Oh, oh, absolutely. Now, I want to talk about uh, Joshua, who is probably the most deep character mm-hmm. in this movie. Joshua is, so Joshua's the manager who finds Leon as he's the most down and out that he is after <laughs> swimming off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> walking through because of course quote, he did that's a normal quote, thing new york city <laughs> which is definitely la but a guy is wearing a new york yankees hat and somebody has a, a cartoon new york accent so I it's remember. quote new york city um, i had no idea what him. the city was i was yeah, like no, looking I mean, at it and, like trying to place it i'm like is this la is this san francisco <laughs> is this detroit like you could not it's you could yeah, not gotham like you could not tell it's supposed to be New York. There's like a shot of the Twin Towers and everything. Yeah. So it's like supposed to be New York. Absolutely LA badly dressed as New York in the actual <laughs> production. But yeah, absolutely wonderful. Uh, and Joshua is like a very also kind of down on his luck kind of guy who is like running this sort of uh, circle of like the, I guess the like lower funded version of the high class fight club where everybody is like, you know, an investment banker and has a lot of cocaine and things like that. This is like the, like the working class version of that. And that's where Leon first fights for money and gets enough money to at least feed himself for the day, that type of thing. And Joshua is kind of like, you know, at first he comes off as like, oh, you know, all right, I'll be your manager. You know, he's, he's kind of like a slick guy. Like he's going to kind of try to maybe, maybe ride this opportunity for all it's worth. But he also really cares for Leon, especially towards as we as we create a bond between them. There's like a real bond between them that it shows up in this one scene that is the most serious scene of the movie. And like, this is not a serious movie. Let's be real. This is not a serious movie. We are looking at Van Damme's butt cheeks and they are beautiful. And that's what we came <laughs> here to look at. But there's a scene that is very well done. I genuinely think it's well done. And it's a little bit like a bargain bin version of that scene with Rocky and Mickey in Rocky 1 of like, you know, talking real seriously about what it is to be a fighter and the risks of being a fighter and getting fucked up and you're all fucked up. And like, it's very like, again, this is a corny fucking movie. This dialogue is so on the nose that it's like punched in the nose, but it's really heartfelt, like genuinely a heartfelt scene between these two like tough characters who like really care about each other. So there's like a real depth to Joshua, like as far as there's depth to anyone in this movie, yeah, there's in a this depth. movie, exactly. Because he does like, it, it's shit. relative, it's relative, but <laughs> he obviously like sees in Leon like a ticket to like money. But then again, he needs money. Everybody needs money. I think that's right. less on Joshua than on the capitalistic society. Uh, society. Yeah. But it is also, and he kind of throws him straight into Cynthia's claws, which. Yep not cool Joshua and in the end you have kind of this ambiguous scene right where we find out that he bet against Leon but ultimately for like a good reason because then he wanted to See, get the he money wanted him to share. have the money yeah, yeah exactly so exactly. it's kind of like okay Joshua like I, I'll, I'll, I'll I will spend more than five minutes trying <laughs> to figure out your deal in this movie and that's more yeah. than you can say <laughs> well, I will say Mustafa, the um, yes, other Mustafa. legionnaire guy. Yes. <laughs> he's, also, he's a complex character. You can see him being torn from the beginning of the movie. An it's interesting true. thing is that the actor uh, is Michael, I think, Kissy is how you pronounce mm-hmm, it. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's Q-I-S-S-I. He's, he's a partner uh, of like Van Damme's in, in, in movies for a long time. And he was Tong Po in Kickboxer. And he was also Pat Ages right. in uh, Bloodsport. He's right. also like done choreography with him. But the most interesting thing is that Attila, the final villain, is actually his brother in real life. Oh, shit. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, they're just I, one I big happy family. Family yeah, does It's all about first. family. It's all about family again. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, the heartfelt moments. You're going to tell me you didn't shed a tear with Van Damme as he stared 
into the room where his dead brother was and cried a single solitary tear. Right? He was so upset. It's like the the review that I posted on Discord says (laughs) that the movie is funny. I'm quoting this from uh, somebody on Google Review. This movie (laughs) is funny. It's inspirational. It even will let you cry a little if you allow (laughs) its sentimentality to reach your cold heart. (laughs) So... I invite you all to think long and hard. If this movie didn't touch you, maybe it's your own cold, damn heart's fault. That's yep. what I'm saying. Yep. I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. I, I, was, I felt touched. <laughs> I was very touched by this and by the heartfelt moments of, of Joshua and Leon towards the end. There's a point real close to the end where they hug and they are crying and they are hugging. And there's a real bond. There's real love there. You know what? There's real love there. It's beautiful. It's okay. Fernanda, you'll appreciate this as a fellow MMA person. It gave me the same feeling as when two fighters, like in real life, real life MMA fighters, beat the shit out of each, like Mm -hmm. absolutely leave it all in the cage and then have like that tearful hug at the end that like, we went through it, man. Yeah. We went through it. It's a a hug of like, Two people who just went through something that they are literally the only two people in the world who can understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's it's corny, but there is such a beauty to that that I genuinely get emotional about. Like, that makes me feel something in my cold, dead heart. That makes me know <laughs> I'm not all the way cold and dead. See, like, there's you're a Something's happening. Something's happening in there, you know? (laughs) Like Jerry Seinfeld, like when he cries for the first time in a long time. And then he just Uh, says, what is the salty discharge? That's you watching Van Damme. It's really true. I'm glad, glad, Danielle, that my choice helped unlock this this layer (sighs) inside your heart. Because I feel like that's what Van Damme is there for, to remind us that we're all alive. He kicks his way into your heart, you know? (laughs) Like he really does. (laughs) He does, and he does it in this movie. So there's one one other thing I wanted to say that other MMA people might <laughs> they might appreciate, yeah. and that is, look, I wasn't really an MMA fan yet in the Georges St. Pierre era, mm-hmm. but my God, of all the Van Damme movies that I've seen, this is the most GSP, JCVD, like, role. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but, like, you know that really famous quote, and this is a fairly famous thing, but like George St. Pierre was in a fight, it was a title fight, it was a big deal, and he like murmurs to his corner, like I oh I, I hurt my groin. Like he he pulled it or he tore it or something. And the coach is like, You get in there and you hit him with your groin, like you attack him with your groin. It's like, do you understand my mentality? And like that is this movie in in just every way. So I just I felt a real like a real life MMA thing while watching this movie. Uh, for sure it is like and, but i don't and i agree with you just being general i feel like it's the first whenever even we talk about blood sport which is the favorite yeah. among mma fans for yeah. obvious reasons it is venom's probably biggest movie and um it is a literal martial arts tournament so you can see why yeah like a lot close. of fighters will actually <laughs> name that as a moment in which they decided they wanted to be fighters which well okay um the, uh, the veracity of those facts is a whole different conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do agree. And, I, and in this case, and that's another thing, the accent, I think, helps. Uh, that's a lot to, of to it. Justice. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, like, they finally started acknowledging Van Damme as non-American. Because, like, right? <laughs> for a few of his movies there, we were just supposed to pretend we didn't get an accent. And he just it's has, like, like this... In like nondescript last name that we can't really place, and here we're like, okay, okay, we're we're addressing yeah. it. I like that for us. I feel like <laughs> honesty <laughs> is the foundation for any good relationship, yeah. and we're doing this with Leon here, yeah. so I love it. And I yeah. do like the 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 fight scenes for me. I don't know if they are the my favorites. Like, mm, yeah. In this movie, I don't know if the choreography necessarily is my favorite from all the Van Damme movies. I don't know why. They looked a little repetitive to me. But I love that they all take place in different little, like, 
settings, like little video game stages. Like you have the squash court, you have like the middle of the cars, and one of them is like a Scottish man literally wearing a kilt, and the other is just this metalhead guy. And why are you fighting him in a racquetball court? Nobody knows, nobody cares. It's not relevant, but it is happening. So I feel like he fights everywhere. Under the bridge, <laughs> in the desert, inside the pool. And I love it. And, the, like, and like, like, 100%, especially with the pool, which was inexplicably, I, I keep saying that word, but really, it, it it applies to a lot of things in Lionheart. But, like, it wasn't fully drained, and it wasn't fully not drained. Like, it, it was like, it was just there's a bunch of water in this drained pool. Like, what the fuck? It was just Incredible. enough water for us to get the hair movements Right, flowy hair guy. And it really is. And this is something else I I do want to talk about. But I also just completely agree with the video game aspect of like, oh, this is a Street Fighter game that you watch um, in a lot of ways, right? Different characters, different like biomes, different levels. It's also that pool fight is the only fight in this entire movie where both combatants are actually wearing something that isn't completely insane to fight in. Like, who... (laughs) The actual holy fuck would ever decide to fight in like a pair of jeans with a belt. Like that sucks. That the is kilt, just limiting the mobility. The Wait, what? I feel, I feel like the kilt, right, the kilt will allow you. Yeah, you probably have enough movement. And he, that dude was getting a triangle too. Like that dude knew some jujitsu. So like, <laughs> right? you Which know that kilt was actually helping him, you know, in that case. <laughs> jeans pleated pants like none of it is practical nobody would ever fight it restricts your movement you can't high kick in that unless well, you're like if you're van damme you can but i guess i guess yeah yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> Listen, it's I get the it. time they weren't as stretchy as they were today either those yeah, they, like a hard no like levi's <laughs> there's no spandex in your jeans at the time now there's five percent spandex and everything but at the time no. Those were not American Eagle Jaggins. Those are like hardcore, <laughs> like Paul, our producer just said, bootcut jeans. They are. That will give you a rash. Like you walk it's on ca- those all day, you're going to have an itch somewhere where you don't want to have an itch. You're going to have an itch? You're going to pull your groin in four seconds. <laughs> like, attack him with your groin, I guess, for real. Because, yeah, I just, listen. I'm not one to comment on, you know, fashion for fashion's sake. Listen, also, Cynthia's outfits are the best thing I've ever seen. But they like, are amazing. That's her one re- to- redeeming quality. Oh, yeah. It's the fashion. There's a point where she's wearing, like, a bodice, and she's breathing hard visibly yes. to the extent where, like, yes. I don't know. I'm being it's serious. So and I'm it's sorry so if this good. makes me a fucking weirdo, but I don't know how she didn't have a wardrobe incident in that scene because it... it like, it's 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 heaving. There is a heavage of the cleavage. Let me tell you, <laughs> like a true heavage of the cleavage in that scene. And it's like, what's ha- oh my god? But yeah, like when it comes to the functionality of clothing that one fights in, I have very strong opinions about this. I can't not have strong opinions about this. If if a gi doesn't fit me right, I get upset about it, and I'm like, I couldn't do the thing. Oh, so like, I have how? exactly. Like you know? I will run on like exactly three different pieces of clothes. If it's any different <laughs> than that, I cannot. I can't. I refuse yeah. to run. Yeah. Like my body will not do it. This is not appropriate for my three stupid little three mile run that is very slow. <laughs> <laughs> and then we you see these people fight, fighting in pleated pants, and then you know yeah. hardship. But they got over and a it. Belt. A leather belt? What are you doing to yourself? You're going to pull an abdominal muscle. What are you doing? But I think maybe in the final scene, it's kind of like it explains also how much Attila was confident in himself. That he caught in like regular clothes. He walks in with his little cat, his dress slacks, (laughs) which granted look a lot more comfortable than than jeans. Yes. For this purpose, they at least have a little more give. Yeah, exactly, right? You have a little room, it breathes a little. Again, the rashes. The 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 rashes would be brutal. (laughs) Brutal! So brutal! I can only think about that. I can't not think about it. But the chafing, I cannot even 
I cannot even. There's not enough body butter. But uh, I feel like that's part of how they want to present him. Like, he's so confident and he's so used to, like, just dominating and not needing to do a lot, right? Because that's this whole thing. Like, Venom is over there, like, flying through the air, like, doing all his spinning, flying, jumping shit. And Attila (laughs) doesn't need all that. He doesn't need to do all that. He's more... He he's more of a, a stand and bang kind of guy. Yeah, um, yeah. So he doesn't even need to change. I feel like that's the whole thing. It's yeah. not like he needs to prepare. He just needs somebody to hold his fluffy cat and he'll get it done. Yeah. Except he will not because he doesn't know who he's up against. Right. In this movie. It's the lion heart. He has the heart <laughs> of the lion. He's the king of the jungle. Like it's it's there. It's right there in the title and everything else. I do also have to say how much I loved the cat and I loved, not only does he bring the cat, you know, and, and pet the cat and chill out with the cat. Listen, I love cats so much. Maybe he's an emotional support cat. Maybe he's actually very stressed by having to like kill sometimes literally people to make money. And he needs his cat to ease the anxiety. So until you do what you got to do. It's true. I, I truly love, there's a moment where he goes and pets the cat mid-fight. Mid-fight. So if you think about it, that cat is his corner. That's his corner cat right there. <laughs> and you know if cats could talk, they'd be like, fucking kill him. That's what they would say. So like, I feel like he just has a real commune with cats. You know, he's just like, he's got that. He's got that going on for him. And it, it makes me, I'm going to just say, it makes me love this movie. Touches like that, the cat the stupid ass wardrobe, the horrific soundtrack that you mentioned earlier, that just like absolutely, like, it's not horrific. That's not the right way to put it. It's a horrific, on the obvious, horrifically the, obvious. Yeah, soundtrack. the very, yeah. very on the nose, uh, on everywhere in your face. The very, <laughs> uh, yeah, emphatic. You could say emphatic. 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 <laughs> the butt <laughs> shots. Like, it's the little touches in this movie. And oh, I wanted to mention, very briefly, I also love that Ashley Johnson, this is her first role. She's the little kid. She's the, yeah. the widow's little kid, who's actually a pretty not annoying little kid. No, she's like, I was thinking when she said not fair, like the girl from Pat Cemetery, I was like, okay, girls, it's not a competition. I don't like pitting little <laughs> girls against each other. But right. Uh, right. this little girl wins. Absolutely. Yeah, she's... She's, like, a pretty cool little kid who's just, like, hey, are you a stranger? And then she, like, she, like, legitimately has kind of a rapport. Sometimes child actors, like, you know they're just sort of, like, I'm saying my line. Okay. Yeah. And, like, that's fine. Listen, I, I'm i not going to judge a four-year-old. Like, that's fine. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and judge. I will. I but am not about was, like, judging really four-year-olds. She but was, she's good. like, a really good, believable, just nice little kid who ended up being the voice of Ellie in The Last of Us 2. <laughs> Maybe one, too. Like, she's she's famous in the video game world for being, like, a really, really well-regarded uh, voice actor. So it's kind of oh. like, oh, that's pretty cool that she, like, got her start here in, in Hollywood, I guess, as, like, hey, the niece who really loves her uncle. You know? She just really loves him. She's really also credited sweet. as a uh, waitress on the Avengers. So, oh, fantastic! Fantastic. <laughs> if anybody she's remembers got, a waitress, she's got, she's got range. Okay, adorable <laughs> child, waitress, traumatized lesbian. She can do it all. All right, she, she can, can do, do it all. all. You know what? She can do it all, and that makes me very happy. Uh, good for you, Ashley Johnson. Thank you for being a, a very not annoying child actor. That's like honestly, legitimately a you know, a pretty high bar. So, yeah. Yeah, like, oh. I, like I said, I'm not above uh, judging four-year-olds and uh, when they're, like, <laughs> annoying or ugly or just, like, make me uneasy. And she does it. So. Yeah. That's, that's high praise, then. That's high praise. You know? I think it is. Like, I feel like we're playing good cop, bad cop here as in so far as judging four-year-olds go. Right, right. I am. The, I, will, I will play the bad cop here. You're not above um, it. You're not above not it. Above- I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like we said, the mom is actually like a real actress. Which yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, like Josh is not bad either. Like I yeah, think he's, he's a good actor. Really good. He's really good in this. And he also like again, it all comes back to family. But the ending. Let's just talk about the ending just for a second before we kind of move on. I think um, yeah. 
he's kind of part of the family by the end. He's in on the scheme to, you know, get the money to the widow who obviously is traumatized and has a lot of problems and doesn't just want to see Leon, even though obviously he went through hell to get there. Like she's still pissed and she has every right to have feelings about the whole situation. Her life sucks. But like, there's a whole scheme about getting her the money and Joshua is like really happy to do it. And he's always like, I'll get the little girl a bike. Like he's such a sweet, genuine dude. You get the sense that like all he needed was a family. It's very like, Planes, trains, and automobiles in a way of like, oh, come into the family, you know, like, welcome to the family. You are part of this now that it's very sweet. And, you know, so are the Legionnaires at the very end. They're part of the family, too, because they they let them go in the end. I love it. They like, they, they're good. They're good dudes, actually. They're such dicks through the whole movie. And then they, their hearts change in the fight scene. Again, this gave me so many feelings, like so many feelings when... Leon is all beaten up, but he wins. And he goes back to the the Legionnaire dudes and they're like, you're going to see your family, man. It's going to be okay. Like, they're so gentle and kind and their hearts have been turned because of his lion heart. Like, again, it's corny. It's cheesy. (laughs) It's hammy. But, like, I ate it up. I ate it up. I was like, yeah. And they might get in trouble for this, right? Like, we don't know if they're going to get in trouble. They were just doing their job. They're taking a risk for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because of his heart. You can see, because his lion heart convinced all of them. But you can see that uh, Michel Kissy Mustafa, he's torn from the beginning. You can see it in his face. He doesn't say a lot. I don't think he says a single word until the end. I (laughs) I think that's correct. Yeah. But that's acting. That's being a good actor. He says it with his face, not with he his says mouth. It with his face, you know. Yeah. But I was wondering, though, like as somebody who was just being introduced to this movie, uh, yeah. about the final fight scene. What did you think of it? Like as a fight, or as like a, a dramatic piece of life? Because th- I have different feelings <laughs> about those two things. I'm not gonna lie. No, so let's go both as, a, as both okay. a fight and as a dramatic piece of life. I think the drama is there and it is sold. Like, I actually, okay. I think it's, like, great as, like, a cinema, you know, okay. a piece of cinema that shows you. The point of this fight is that he's overmatched, he's injured, he's he's fucked up, just like D- Joshua says, but he still goes out and gets it done because he, that he has the heart of a lion. Like, that's mm-hmm. the point, and it sells that point, and it's beautiful, and it made me feel things. As a fight, like, if this were happening in real life, no, I don't think this is entirely believable. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that this enormous man who flew in with his fluffy cat on his jet and simply <laughs> removed his blazer would not throw just stationary, lazy-ass punches for hours on end on this much smaller individual. <laughs> who is has a broken rib. <laughs> who had a broken rib. And he would not only survive all of that, but he would also make a comeback. So you're telling me this is not believable, Danielle. I mean, listen, it is within the realm of possibility. (laughs) It is possible. It is possible. But it is not probable. And it's not probable in the most believable way. Now, you could. Listen, I've seen someone like Gary Tonin. Uh, like win in submission grappling matches with men who are like 50, 60 pounds bigger than him. I've seen that. So I know little, little fighters, <coughs> excuse me, smaller fighters can absolutely overpower a bigger fighter. It's not just a size thing. It's more of a, <laughs> all right. I don't think Attila actually has very good form. <laughs> like, it's just not a believable looking fight. He doesn't look like the kind of guy who just, like, kills people against other trained fighters. We're, I'm sorry. We're getting into the weeds of, like, fighting <laughs> shit at this point. But it's so amazing. Like, how is this, <laughs> this bloody and not all broken? Like Exactly. Your face would be broken in if, <laughs> like, if this is, like, actually happening. Your you know? orbitals would not be there. Again, uh, I don't think it serves anyone to actually dissect Venom fighting scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biologically. Yeah. But <laughs> 100%. <laughs> 100%. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to get too far in the weeds there. I, I loved it as a cinematic experience. Okay. Uh, truly loved it as a cinematic experience which goes right into our final section here of shelf life
we decide. We make a decision. We go for it. We actually make a decision about where in our beautiful little delightful 90s styled indie video store, where we're going to put this movie. Does it go? Again, does it get high kicked onto the staff pick shelf? That's like the really elite. These are movies we really love. We really think there's something there. Does it go in the middle aisle somewhere? You know what? And there's there's a range for the middle aisle. I'll be honest. There's like a high end middle aisle. And there's also like a low end middle aisle. You know, it's a spectrum. It's just like gender. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or. I love it. Our, <laughs> our, our fictitious um, movie <laughs> rental place is just like gender. It's <laughs> just like gender. There's a whole spectrum. Whole spectrum here. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. Oh, We've got a oh, rainbow oh, going on here. <laughs> oh, the two genders, VHS and DVD. I love it. <laughs> Please be kind. Rewind. We appreciate all genders. Um, <laughs> or, you know, we also have, it's exactly, our, our uh, producer Paul is saying, a selection spectrum. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's very beautiful. I like that. We also have, we also reserve the dumpster. If if mm. a movie really just doesn't make the cut, you yeah. know, if it just doesn't make the cut. And listen, some movies are failures. It's okay. It's okay to say that sometimes something is a failure. It doesn't mean the people who made it were bad people. It might, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily mean that. So, <laughs> those, are, those are kind of the three areas. Here. <laughs> <laughs> we're not vouching like, for a single Hollywood person. Don't get us exactly. wrong. Exactly. <laughs> we just don't know. We just don't know enough to make that kind of judgment. Well, we do know how we feel about a movie. And I know how I feel about Lionheart. Okay. Fernanda, I'm going to let you go first. Where do you think this belongs on our beautiful indie video store uh, what, what placement does it deserve? Okay. I know we're about to wrap up. I'm just going to eat up a little bit of our time with, uh, before I give my assessment, this review I found on Google because oh, I please, think that please, yes. it, it yes. kind of speaks to <laughs> Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's not the one that you saw on, uh, that we talked about on Discord. I saved this oh, okay. one just for okay. the chat. Oh my Good God. movie, but like many other movies involving fighting, it's directed on the assumption the audience likes to see the main fighter win, but only after coming out of getting beat up. Van Damme gets hit hard with a lot of acting going into it, but then manages a good kick here and there, but gets hit again. This goes on until finally Van Damme wins, and this appears to be the goal of the producer, this back-and-forth action. But I want to say this is a disappointment to me. I do wow. not like, and this is in all caps, to see my favorite actor get beat up at all. But oh, instead, no. I want to see him defeat his opponent quickly and assuredly, with less well, injury received and more injury given, the better. I believe Americans are like this. <laughs> they like to see, say, a winning team go to the Final Four completely undefeated, not mostly undefeated. They want their winning team or person completely 100% winning. More, not more often than not winning or coming out of great recovery from losing at first. I don't know where this comes from. Maybe Europeans like it that way. But Americans don't. There's more. But I feel like this. Oh my god! This tells me so much about this person. I feel like that was a window into their soul. Maybe Europeans <laughs> like stories of redemption. But in America, wow. and I can't speak as as non-American. Uh, uh, but maybe I wait. I, I I don't know. Is this true that you guys just really want people to win a hundred percent of the time? I well, like, I'm a terrible I American. <laughs> I'm, a ter- I'm just a bad American, so I don't know if I'm I'm useful, but I love the underdog story. I love I, I the think scholar. it's bold of him to just say Americans. Like, it's not right? my opinion. It's America's opinion. It's like, listen, you Americans, and which, by the way, it does, uh, <laughs> there is a line early in the movie where Jean-Claude looks up at the buildings and, and, and at the poverty and says, America. America. <laughs> so, like, Maybe we're working in the same place here. Maybe we're doing this. There's a of medical debt, too. He talks about, right? like, he this woman lost her husband and she's buried in medical bills. It's true. This, you know what? There is subtle commentary. Or not subtle. There is commentary in this movie. It exists. Lionheart knows. It knows what's up. Lionheart yeah. knows what's up. I'm just going to say that. It having, does. <laughs> having said all that and taking this beautiful review into account, yeah. I will say my so I'm obviously biased because if it were up to only me, the front shelf would basically be all Van Damme. But 
<laughs> I understand this is not a commercially viable solution. And this is about compromise. And then I thought, would I put this on my personal top five Venom shelf? And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have. So okay. as much as I love Lionheart uh, and all the Van Damme-ness packed into it, because again, I do feel like it's a very quintessential Van Damme movie. I would not put up put it up in our in our prime step staff big shelf. It it pains yeah. me to say it, but like if we ever get to Bloodsport, if we ever get to Hard Target, if we ever get to Time Cop, then I would want to put it there and that space might be taken by Lionheart. I can't have that. So I'm right. I'm personally placing it like I said, there's a spectrum. So I'm placing it high up in our in our middle shelf. It's fun. Yeah. It's like just a cool movie to, like I said, forget you're a thinking person for a few minutes because being a thinking person is exhausting and just go with it. So that's my judgment. Yeah. Now, Fernanda, I'm going to be honest. I was willing. I was willing to put this on a staff pick if you felt passionate about it. Wow. I'm I'm willing. No, I'm willing. This is a conversation. It's not like it's too late. It's not like it's too late. Okay. Okay. I'm willing. (sighs) I'm gonna calm down. I'm, I have a spot in my heart for this movie that, again, my my fucking box quote for this is, this movie has the heart of a lion and the IQ of a lion's poo-poo. <laughs> so, like, I like I I have room for that in my heart. I am, I will say this, I would be okay with this in a staff pick position. Now, listen, staff picks can get rotated out. We can, have, okay. we can do whatever the fuck we want. This is our store. <laughs> this is our store. We can do whatever we want in our store. Uh, or I'm also okay with it being like towards the front of the middle shelf. That's respectable. That's a respectable place to be. So I'm good with either. I truly am. In my heart, I'm okay with either. Let's do this. Last yeah. week we did uh, striptease high up in the middle aisle. We can yeah. put this low up in the staff aisle. Yes. The, the staff yes. shelf. And then that sounds with- good willingness it's not one of those that we're just gonna put there and just know it's gonna sit there forever it can be yeah. rotated out especially if more than the movies appear but for now i think we could yes leave it there low yes and and adjust our our clients expectations when they reach for it we have to be yeah. like the other Google comment person who's talked about how if you like Meryl Streep you will not like Van Damme I don't think that's true but we can explain <laughs> You can have to go into it with the right expectations. Absolutely. I completely agree. And like, you know what? I feel like Lionheart is an excellent like bench player. Like it's it can like play in the big leagues. It can yeah. also warm the bench a little bit for the other Van Damme movies that we might get to at some point. But I feel like I'm very happy with it being in that like sort of, you know, that liminal space of like the bottom of the staff picks. But we're still proud. We're still proud of this. We still stand by this. It got high kicked up to the top shelf, baby. (laughs) (laughs) If it falls, it falls. But it got high kicked today. So I'm happy with that. I I feel good about this placement. This is very, very good. Well, that's all for shelf life. And I'm I'm very happy with uh, with what we talked about today. So we're going to we're going to leave it with that. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. That's what we have for you this week. We do hope that you come back. Come back. Come back to you. Love to see it. Come back to your friendly neighborhood video store next week. Until then, we'd love for you to join our movie club. You can go to fanbite.casa and join the You Love to See It channel on our Discord right here for news, updates, discussion, and special events. We're going to figure those out. But we'll have little parties, you know, in our in our video store because it's ours and it's awesome. We also want to hear from you. So tell us about how you feel about Lionheart and other things that should get, you know, high kicked up to the top shelf or, you know, whether things do belong in the middle or or if they're going to that dumpster, baby. You know, we've got all of it. We're going to watch all of it. We're going to talk about all of it. And we're going to love it. So thank you all so much. Also, come on down to fanbite.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, on Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course on fanbite.com. And also, come on down and join our streams on twitch.tv slash fanbite. Thank you so, so much to our producer, Paul Tamayo, for producing. He is at Polymayo on Twitter, and he is here for us and gives us notes and makes us, you know, sound good. So thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate that. Fernanda, where can people find you online? 
am on Twitter at Nanda Prates. That's N-A-N-D-A-P-R-A-T-E-S underscore. Excellent. I am on Twitter at Danielle R-I. And I want to tell you, you should get warm for next week because we're watching the core. It's a it's a real special one. That's how Jakesgiving month continues. Happy Jakesgiving. Let's watch the core. I'm real excited for this one. That's going to be good. So, again, if you want to come on down to fanbite.casa, join us, talk about the core, talk about Lionheart, talk about striptease, talk about all the movies we watch, please do so. And until next time, you love to see it. <laughs>